What's good, y'all? It's Blunt Talk, episode number 35 today with me, Taylor Hart from Respect My Region. And today I have Maya West Coast joining me from Denver. What's up? I'm excited. This has been years, uh, I feel like, in the making. A little backstory quickly here. Um, I found um, Maya... Uh, 2019, I think maybe. Um, I low-key did a series back in the day, yeah. which I fell off really quickly on doing, but it's still in the works. Like I'm still writing it. Um, I was just doing these articles where I was doing like a history on like the 50 states uh, on the underground hip hop scene in all 50 states, basically. Um, I'm still working on it, but I only got through a few states before I stopped um, publishing them. Um, and uh, Colorado was one of them that I got to. Uh, and so that's where I dug up his music and I've been listening and following for years now. And now uh, we're finally here and I'm hosting a podcast finally and I asked him to come yeah. through. So thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, for I me. got. Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> Yeah, for real though. Um, today for my blend of the week, uh, I got some bacon's buds. I'm really excited because I've never had their flour before. I've only um had their uh I've had their rosin before, but I've never had their actual flour. Um, and I got a sample of it from work, and uh, I, it's the Bootylicious strain, which is Constantine crossed with cookies and cream. So this should be nice and sweet and gassy and like a really nice balanced hybrid. Cool. And so I'm excited for it. Um, I got these awesome. new wraps that are uh, these like karma hemp wraps. I don't know. I got these new wraps that smell like vanilla and I'm really excited. So I'm going to spark up. What do you usually smoke on? Am I losing you already? Almost. I think so. I was going to go full screen and then woo. (laughs) 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 You are still here. All right. Yeah, it looks like you got a choppy connection, though, but that's all right. We'll make it happen. (laughs) uh but yeah what do you uh what are you usually smoking on um so lately i've been real heavy on on rosin um usually go flour and rosin but just like just been making more sense to just buy and concentrate so i got some 710 so i hope um so yeah got some of that oh hell yeah we got some uh, some guava Sunday drive. Yeah. Delicious. I love a good Sunday driver. So yeah. Uh. Yeah. So far, been in a while. I just love it, and I just got real, real, real burnt out on Sunday driver. It'll definitely it happen. It'll definitely. Oh, it's nice. Happen. Yes. It's a. It makes a good blend. Yeah, 
Definitely. With the Puffco, too. Taking a jab out the Puffco. Yeah. Beautiful. I've been doing these. Definitely. I've been doing these dry hits off the Puffco. Waiting for my proxy. Uh, dry hits? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not I would never. Nah. Nah, I would never. A dry hit just sounds terrible. I mean, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing crazy. Yeah. But it also depends uh, on what you True. Always low. Um, but you said you got a you got a proxy coming. Yeah. And that's pretty much what that is. Like. <coughs> yeah. And, and, and in the meantime, in the meantime, we're just gonna rock the dry hit. It's nice. It definitely hits. It, it hits it's way different. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do can't do the dry hit at all. It's uh definitely not uh not my style. It's uh terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't do it. But that's okay. Uh I'll let you uh I'll let you roast those lungs. I can't say much. I'm smoking a blunt right now. So, you know, I'm roasting my lungs as we speak. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <coughs> so what's the uh different strokes from folks what was that i said you know it's just different strokes for different folks mm -hmm. so what's the landscape like out there in colorado i've never been out there to go check out um like the legal weed scene Um, <coughs> what do you mean, like, just like as far as like, uh, just like the culture? Yeah, like, what's uh, what's it all about out there? Like, are the shops like friendly and inviting kind of a thing? Is it more like, I don't know, like high end retail feeling, or is it more like rustic, homey, like homegrown type feel? Like, like, what's the vibe of it out there? <coughs> because it's a mix of all that it's a mix of all that right so it kind of depends on like your area wherever the dispensaries are at um like we got something out here called the green mile it's on south broadway and up and down south broadway you just have nothing but dispensaries on on both sides of the street so you can kind of you can you can get your your experience um homey small um, pop type shops to uh, we have cookies on top of Broadway, like stuff like that right. um, a lot of people go on uh play for um wolfpack they're a big dispensary out here uh, yeah so it's it's a it's a big spread um it all depends on kind of what you're into for sure there's a, there's a little something for everybody landscapes yeah landscapes super diverse Super, super so what about when it comes to um like 
the music industry and like events and how that they bridge the gap between them and the cannabis industry like is there a lot of crossover I think I saw that you just had an event that you were at um maybe it was like a 710 event or something like a dab event I think I saw that yeah um but yeah is there a lot of that is there a lot of bridging the gap what's it like that way definitely uh um it's it's start it's starting to pick up. A lot of people are starting to see the the crossover, especially the uh, the Candace. Um It's it's more so just a they don't think that pollination. Even though every time you go to a show, somebody there's gonna be smoking weed, and so right. Um, recently, I started I started seeing a lot of uh, a lot of companies kind of just uh it's like a my boy. Kent Washington, we have a <clears throat> we have an event October twenty eighth, uh Terrapin. If you've ever heard they uh they're sponsor they're one of the sponsors in the event. Yeah. So yeah, stuff like that. Um I've done another show last year. Uh, my people did not, not um we got Dilla um as a sponsor and uh, uh I wanna say Dab Logic. Um yeah, it's 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 starting to happen. It's starting to happen. Yeah. It'll pick up. I think it'll pick up on a on a national level as well here um, <clears throat> coming up soon, especially if they deschedule um, cannabis and take it off of the controlled substance list and whatnot. Um, I think and I hope that it opens up a little bit more and we start to see um, – a little bit more incorporation, like they incorporate like alcohol into events and and the kind of consumption yeah. um, habits of people like that at events. I I'm hoping that it'll it'll be like that, but for cannabis, so that we'll be able to consume at these events. We'll be able to have like. You know, even if it's not smoking, just like edibles available or like infused drinks. Like I would much rather go to a bar and have like an infused cannabis beverage than, you know, have, although I like tequila, but (laughs) I'd rather not have to always be drinking tequila when I'm at an event. You know, I'd much rather be able to sip on some weed. And so hopefully we'll be able to incorporate that a little bit more into events coming up soon. Um, Because that's, I think... Definitely. Where it's going to get really cool. <laughs> uh, there's no lounges out in Denver, are cool. there? Not. There's um, there's one lounge for show, and then there's a um, there's kind of a, there's a, there's a consumption space uh, called Tetra. Um, okay. That they're, license, they're licensing all together uh, so they can make it a lounge. But uh, yeah, there's there's a couple out here. Oh, There's shit. one for sure. It's called, Washington's called, hella behind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jazz. What was that? Oh, okay. you're a robot now. Yeah, whoo, it's crazy on my side. Yeah, you are uh, choppy as all get out right now. 
call you Chop Chop Chopsky. My old Chop. El Chapo. All right, my back. My good. this is just how it's gonna be i'm cool with of it today. it's a... oh <laughs> dropping look so... i think you're back Should I try? Should I try and just jump on the phone, or is it too loud? Uh, I yeah, maybe try. I don't know. We'll see. Technical difficulties, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what's going on. <laughs> We're chopping in and out. Uh, but let's For see. Sure. Uh, I don't know. Maybe trying going out and coming back in. That might help the connection. Sorry, y'all. Technical difficulties. This is how it's going. We were having some issues beforehand, but it looks like... There you go. You're back. I think. Somewhat normal. Somewhat. I think. <laughs> We're gonna make this happen. Yeah, this blunt's going great though for me. Uh, yeah. This bacon's bud is right, smoking. We're gonna make it work. Mighty fine. See. Hold on. If y'all uh, haven't smoked bacon's buds, uh, I highly recommend. This broke down very nicely, um, and it is smoking very nicely as well. It was a little drier than I wanted it to be, um, but honestly, now that I'm smoking it, it's uh, working out very well for me, so um, highly recommend. I don't know where you can buy it. Um, I would like to know. I will probably find out after this, so once I find out, um, I will let y'all know, and I think we got my L. I'm back. Boom. Back in business. There we go. I was just telling the people uh, how you can uh, go find where Bacon's Buds is sold. Um, I don't know. Um, but you can do a Google search, I'm sure, and find it. Um, but I highly recommend. This shit is bomb as fuck. So... Um, it's, it's making for a nice little, um, low key. I'm, this is a wake and bake for me because I just woke up like, uh, now an hour and a half ago. I got up at like quarter to 11 or so. Damn, <laughs> so this is my wake and bake for the day. <laughs> I am i I'm a late night person. I'm a night owl. I'm usually, uh, wake up at like 11 noonish and then I, uh, I go to bed at like four o'clock in the morning. Pretty much every morning. Nah, I feel it. I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of a morning person. Uh, uh, not by it's more so just, just like a, a habit with, with work and shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, last night, I was just, just smoking and chilling. 
me and, me and my labels. <laughs> yes. And then we looked, we looked over, we was like, oh, it's in the morning. Maybe we should try and go to sleep. I can't tell you how many nights that I've been up and I've just been working or I've been hanging out with people. And then all of a sudden, um, like the sun's coming up and I'm looking over and it's like getting bright out. And I'm like, oh, this is, uh, <laughs> this is not good. I should probably go to bed now. <laughs> Happens to me all the time, but it's cool. You know, I just learned to operate in those hours and just learn how to like schedule my time and like block it out appropriately um, to where like I'm not getting myself defeated when the sun sets. Like, I don't know, some days like I wake up so late and especially in the wintertime up here, like in Seattle, in the wintertime, the sunset will be at like 430, five o'clock, you know. And so sometimes if you wake up at noon, one o'clock, you get like three, four hours of sunlight and then it's dark again and you're like, oh, well, sweet. That's cool. Um, so sometimes you, I, I can get defeated and like. I don't know when the sun goes down, it feels like the day is over and like, I, I don't have any time left, but in reality, like I have all the way up until like two, three o'clock in the morning that I can be productive and work. So I don't know. I was having this discussion with myself last night as I was getting frustrated with how, I don't know, with how little I had done, but it was only like six 30 at night. It was like six 30 PM. And I was like, Oh my God, the day is wasted away. <laughs> I didn't go to bed until 4 a.m. Oh, the life. life That's crazy thing. Time isn't real. We just be telling, you know what I'm saying? It's a social construct. Yes. (laughs) Time is absolutely a figment of your imagination. Don't let it conquer you. Yo, so super off topic, but have you ever seen a wife? Seen what? Yeah, you're gonna have to repeat that. <laughs> a wife swap. A wife swap? Yeah. <laughs> like maybe <laughs> once or twice. So boom. They had this family where this uh this dude on there was like a hippie. <laughs> and he got so frustrated being at work and being like late and shit. He was like, fuck it, I'm gonna stop. Paying attention, I'm gonna take our crib and I'm gonna stop paying attention to time because time. <laughs> and this was for like some years. Him and his wife, they was like, "Yep, time's a social. Con- we don't have no clocks in the crib. We turned all the clocks." <laughs> I'm about it. I'm about to go casino style and get rid of all of the clocks in my house, and then. <coughs> Just, I don't know, operate. I actually, I told my boss that one time. I was walking to work because I walk to work. It takes me about like 20 minutes, you know, give or take, uh, depending on the day. And I also have to go over a bridge. So sometimes the bridge is up to let boats through and shit. So sometimes it gets stretched out a little longer, right? This one day I show up to work. It's like 
12, 13 minutes past when I'm supposed to clock in. And I look at the clock when I'm, when I'm going to clock in and I was like, oh shit. I was like, I'm hella late today. Like how that happened? And my boss was like, yeah, how'd that happen, Taylor? And I was like, oh shit. I don't know, man. I was listening to Prince and I guess just time doesn't exist when you're listening to Prince because I was in my own fucking world just scrolling along. <laughs> I fuck with it though, because like when I broke out of the Monday through Friday nine to five habit and I really just started like, I don't know, living in the moment and not like stressing about, I don't know, when I got to clock in, like when I got to be here, when do I got to do this, like all of that. When I stopped focusing on that and I just kind of like lived like so much better, it I, I just feel right, you know, when I'm making dinner at 11 p.m. and I'm not eat until like midnight, you know what I mean? Like, that's cool with me now. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's your creative, like, mind like? Like, when, what are your optimal hours for creating like how do you get in the zone like what what does that look like for you so it used to be like real like sporadic with like whenever like inspiration i would like start writing and shit right right? once i started kind of treating uh, um more like a more like a job just to make, make it more serious like schedule so it doesn't feel like um just feel all just discombobulated. So it's um, time for myself and treat it like, like a workshop. So, you know, I'll, I'll sit down for like a, give my like 30 minutes to an hour and just like kind of just see if something sticks and then I'll kind of make like a playlist and then kind of just go through that play, treat it like projects. I'm going to work on this, yeah. work on and I'll kind of just that finish songs. Oh. <laughs> Things like a, um, <coughs> like a, uh, like a car shop. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, <laughs> it's never done. There's always some shit. So yeah, I, I, I see like some shit like like unfinished cars in the shop. Just build it till it's perfect. <coughs> That's a really good analogy for it. I've, I don't think I've ever actually heard anybody, like, refer to it as, a, like, a car shop like that. You know, like, I've heard people use, like, plenty of other, like, analogies or, like, figurative language for it. But that, like, it makes a lot of sense. Are you super into car culture at all? Uh, not, um, my homies are, so I'm around it a lot. Um, but I would, <clears throat> it's more so I would like to be, like, I know cars that I would like to own and shit, but I'm not a gearhead type. Oh, I'm going to boost it and I'm going to put this. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want me a Stingray Corvette. I want me a, and, you know, like shit like that. I want, um, there's a, okay. there's an SL Mercedes. It's like a Mercedes. I keep, I'm forgetting the 98, but yeah. Like I have. 
I know nothing about cars. So, well, that's not true. I know a little bit about cars. Um, but I, that is definitely not my <laughs> area of expertise. <laughs> uh, I low key don't even have my license. So, uh, yeah, I, I am a professional pedestrian. <laughs> yes, but that's cool. I can appreciate cars and I definitely appreciate like the design aspect of it and like just like the constant working on it and the constant process of it like i can totally understand that so um that's rad uh when uh and how did you get into rapping or hip-hop or um what kind of sparked that creativity and that kind of passion within you um dang it's deep so there's layers. Always music's always kind of been a thing that I've had. Um, um, I really know how to express it when I was, and of course everybody's like, yeah, like we're gonna be. And so, so I remember like just chilling with my everybody's like, oh yeah, we're gonna rap, da, 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 but I have confidence to be like, yeah, I'm a step fat. And so I had school. He, he rapped. Um, and like, oh, like, we need to get into it. Like, let's do a song. And he was already in the studio, like, writing every night and recording, putting videos up on the And um, I, don't, I don't know, like, I just don't, I don't see it, but I don't see it. It's, and it's again, it's like, uh, and I feel like I talk about that, or at least like a lot of rappers, they like, I was just chilling. I just started rapping. Like, it, it, it went that way, but that way, you know what I'm saying? And so I kind of just started off <laughs> just writing on a scent, like copying his formula, just putting stuff up on, so I was on YouTube. And that's kind of where I got my confidence. Okay. Seeing people like coming up to me like, a, a, oh, like I saw like, like you're rapping. And so I was like, okay, maybe, maybe we could do something with this. And I tried on the show, and I didn't get the spot for the talent show. So that kind of like, I was like, mm, no, maybe, maybe that's a sign for a while. And then went out to college. And once I was there, I was like, well, this is boring. Let me, uh, let me find, let me figure out something else I want to do. Like, talking about this rap stuff and how I like to rap, like, figure it out. So, yeah. Kind of happened that way. Yeah. It just well, up in my life until I was like, all right. In a rap. <laughs> you got to persevere through all of those L's, though, you know? Every time, like, something that, um, like, pushes you back, pushes you back and whatnot, but you still, like, keep coming around to it, you know what I mean? Pushing through that. Like, I can't tell you how many times I have second-guessed myself or um, sometimes get, like, that imposter syndrome feeling, you know what I mean? Where, like, I feel like even though some days I know that I'm, like, really good at what I do and I have a really good plan and a path, there's other days where it reminds me, like... I don't know, maybe I, I, I don't know what I'm doing or 
I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I don't know. You know, it's hard to work through some of those things. But if you keep going and keep going and keep going at it, I don't know. I think it's it says something. So um, that's kind of cool, though. Um, yeah, this blunt got me toasted. Yeah, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was going off on a tangent there almost. Yeah, no, and uh, like, it for sure kept, it just kept up like, maybe I should be rapping. And me and the homies, I came back, I came back home from school and I'm gonna take this shit serious. Um, going through a situation at school where <clears throat> I wasn't on my shit. And, and so with all that time, I don't really have nothing else to do, but just like work. And then that like eight, Eight hours is done. So I told them, I, I remember telling the phone, like, bro, if this don't work and I felt like come back, we doing it, doing rap shit. Like, I don't yeah. want rap shit. <laughs> and so <coughs> spent the whole, whole, pretty much semester kind of just like knowing I wasn't gonna, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I kind of cried. Like, I got hurt when I was like, oh, damn, I have to go back. Like, but I didn't really care because I was like, that gives me an excuse to do rap shit. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, came home, beats on YouTube, and then I just told the homies, like, hey, I got a phone from Best Buy closet. And, yeah, went that way. And yes. then it got to a point where, like, we need quality. I, we need to stand out, like, hoarded in the closet. So take us so far so let's start looking for studios found the studio um, um and then yeah i've been that, that ever since 2015. yeah damn so talk to me about making sound bomb then sound bomb was just a songs that were kind of off and then a few new ones um it was at a point where i thought I get stuck with uh, on like where to go with with the project, and so, so but like at a at a certain point, I feel like real, real boxed in. Like there's just a lot of around that time that wasn't like uh, I don't know. Everything just had a, a cookie cutter presentation. Like, this is the mode that you're gonna fit in. This is the artist that you are. I should just bug me. And so I was like, well, let me just, a project that's like a bunch of shit. And I had a few songs that weren't really gaining the traction that I want them to. So let me just rework it. It's not like the songs are going to, the song dies. So let me just package it. Bam, shiny new presentation. And sound bomb. It's, you can't, you know what I'm saying? You can't put, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a I don't know. It's like a whole bunch of shit together, and it just exploded. And it just <laughs> so yes, They're, yeah. So I have, it's good though. <laughs> it's I have still worth for a good project. Hip -hop shit. Super hip hop shit for my hip hop heads. I have some, some like melodic slower shit. You know, it's it's all over the. You can find something in there that you're gonna like. Yeah. So. Very much That's so. Um, and it also has like a, a heavy cannabis theme. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> yeah. and, 
so also I get a lot of Khalifa um, currency uh, comparisons, which um, those are like my OGs pretty much. Um, but I was like, man, everybody like weed songs, and it like I get it, but it kind of irks me because our songs are so they're cookie cutter as well. Yeah. So I make weed songs that aren't weed songs. So I was like, man, we're just going to do, I'll, I'll talk about it, but just, just talk about it a certain way. Yeah. Like it's still, it's still hella weed songs that you can smoke to, but yeah. Yeah. The delivery is different. It's just more so like, this is part of my lifestyle, not um, super in your face, corny, like Afro man type weed songs, which don't, Get me wrong, I love Afro Man and will forever bump his music. Um, but you know, it is for those moments like on you know, on 420. Like I'm a bud tender, so 420 rolls around and I'm at work. We're definitely listening to, you know, those mildly corny, you know, smoking anthems, basically. Um, but I feel like nowadays, there's just been a little bit so much more like acceptance in the mainstream, that it's easier to talk about it as more of a lifestyle base, because it's easier to talk about it as a as an actual viable lifestyle nowadays. Whereas before it was like something that you kind of still kept almost secretive and that you didn't necessarily you know, share with the world, like we're live on YouTube right now. And I've, I've a blunt, <laughs> you know, in my hand, um, yeah. which is great. I, I want to be the first talk show host on television to be able to smoke a blunt and, and have conversations with my guests. You know what I mean? Like it, we're at that point of acceptance that I, there's so much more music nowadays with that kind of like cannabis infused feeling to it. Um, so yeah, I, I think you do that well, and that's, uh, really where, um, where it's at. Uh, would you have your own, would you breed your own weed strain given the opportunity to? Um, back and forth a lot with that. Um, so in the industry, so on a lot of how that stuff works, Maybe more so. Um, I don't know if between like, do I want a, a genetic or do I want a brand that houses that genetic? Like, which which one? <clears throat> which one for longevity? I mean, that's because that's that's, that's that's in the in the cannabis industry is that a lot of people don't really look at longevity in that way they're just like have this and it's fire right now and it's gonna be that way you know there's shit we wasn't in like all this gelato stuff till like recent years but you know before for og and stuff like that like hey so it's there's always a, the new the new thing so how do you outlast that how do you outlast get and everything else and you just have longevity yeah so sorry to make that like a a, di a difficult 
probably a brain addict. Okay. Genetic, because everybody can. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like once it's out, it's out. Like every yeah. cookies. Yeah, and it can just be bred by somebody else. Totally, anybody yeah. can grow that. Grow that shit. So I'd rather be the brand that came from, and then I can sell that, and then like, yeah. like yeah, you can have like the bullshit cut, but I the real cut. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of people think like that at all. You know what I mean? That's actually that's a, an incredibly smart thought process to go about with because because um, yeah you can I've seen plenty of rapper weed hit the shelf and they have their own personalized strain that they pheno hunted or whatever and then once that batch sells out it's done because <laughs> you know if they're not ready to go with a fresh new harvest right off the bat and can't keep it's, up with that demand you know what i mean then they're never they're never gonna last and so it just drops off and then they have to you know come up with something else something new um yeah. and so yeah that's um that's a really smart thing to think about so you should uh you know just take a page out of burner's book um, fucking, I talk about this quite often lately, I feel, but shout the fuck out to Burner, um, yeah. for, you know, being on the cover of Forbes, uh, That's for his hard. Like, he, I feel like he gets a lot of, a, a lot of shit, and people say what they say, but, bro, that's, that's big for us. <laughs> like, that's, uh, weed is on Forbes. Like, fuck what, all your personal feelings, weed is on Forbes. That's just hard. Hard. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, so like some pull up in some crazy like. Is that a build some crazy like? Are you in a Are you in a Marvel? Have you seen the Avengers Tower? I mean, a little bit, but I no. <laughs> tower, you know, since the biggest building in New York, Burning's gonna have some shit like that, and it's just gonna be a big ass blue building. I ain't see on it. <laughs> it's gonna be. Higher. He's gonna have something crazy. I know he yeah, he gets a lot of slack, but he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he is for sure at the peak of I feel like the rise of legacy cannabis into the mainstream market would look like. You know what I mean? Like he is the pinnacle of what that looks like. To me, at least. You know, um, no, just knowing what his history is and where he comes from and how he's had his hand in the market for a long, long time. And then to build it up into something that is as big it is, as it is and opening stores left and right all over the world, not just in the United States, but he's got a store in fucking Israel. He's got stores, I think, in Spain as well, and I think a couple of other places maybe around the globe, and then plenty all over. He just opened up one in Miami. His store out in Miami, the Cookies Miami, outsold like every other company as far as like per individual store amount in like the first week. It was crazy. Um, so, uh, you know, it's 
nuts to think <laughs> nowadays. I was just thinking about this the other day. The fact that you can make a living nowadays literally just living your life the way that you want to live. Like back in the day, we always joked about it. Like when I was a kid still growing up, like I'm at that I'm part of probably the last group of kids that grew up in an era that was still pre like digital era, you know, where, where the country was still like, like the world was still navigating things without the internet, you know, (laughs) which is so weird to think about, but, um, but now you can literally just from the time you're, old enough to use your phone and post on social media and use the internet like you can literally start making a living and you can be like 12 years old and already have a retirement fund just for living your life the way that you want to live you know what i mean this dude can rap and smoke weed and then create an empire off of it is um it's inspiring (laughs) It's incredible. So he's like the buttoners. The buttoners, like he's literally living the buttoners' dream. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I hope and and dream of a world in the future where you know there's so many more people like that who don't come from you know families that have generational wealth going back to you know colonizers <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, I wasn't lucky enough to grow up in a family that could just give me all the money I needed to live a successful life you know I feel like I, I you know I got thrown to the wolves as an adult and it's like all right well we raised you. We taught you good work ethic. We taught you, you know, how to be a good person. So go do that. And with, with nothing, no net, no nothing other than unconditional love. Shout out my parents. <laughs> they gave my me. <laughs> they gave me that. They gave me love and support. But um, you know, as with a lot of people in you know, growing up in similar situations as me, you know, like we really have to work every day um, to make this shit happen. (laughs) Yeah. So more power to you for keeping it going and keeping the faith in in yourself and what you do because it it, it, shit ain't easy. The shit ain't easy. Um, I wanted to ask you because you're in Seattle, right? Mhm. What's uh the scene? Cause I I I've heard mixed things. Like I heard that and it's good, and then I've heard that it's bad. So like since you're, you're actually grassroots, you're on the front line. <laughs> well, it's blunt talk, isn't it? So let's talk bluntly about Washington cannabis. <laughs> um, we are stuck in a rut in Washington right now. Um, we have, I feel like some of the best weed in the world, no doubt, like no doubt. If you can find a freshly harvested batch of weed, um, out here, 
money. Like I guarantee you that it is some of the best weed in the world. Um, the problem is, is that our recreational laws are whack because everything has to be prepackaged and sealed in these jars, which is creating a shit ton of fucking waste, which is for yeah. no reason. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people cutting corners and, um, producing just garbage weed out here as well and selling it for next to nothing because people mm -hmm. will absolutely still buy it and smoke it. And so it's really creating a big gap in, in the market and a disproportionate kind of uh, consumer landscape, I guess, because a lot of people are looking for those like 40 to $60 ounces. Um, and it's really just garbage weed that is also maybe not necessarily the cleanest grown or the best like taken care of. Like there's a lot of problems of like moldy weed of just like poor packaging and just like things sitting on the shelf for so long like my store thankfully um shout out dockside we get rid of our weed really fucking quickly um so we don't have a lot of things that sit around and get old and when it does get old we get rid of it um but the other unfortunate part is was we don't have consumption lounges in our legislation, you cannot technically smoke in public at all. You cannot um, also smoke in buildings, most apartment buildings. Um, you can't smoke in, which most people out here live in buildings where you can't smoke in it because of fire safety codes uh, and a lot of other things. Like a lot of landlords just don't want you smoking on their properties and all of that too. And so you have this issue where people cannot go consume anywhere, basically. And so you, you're forced to just spark up on the sidewalk, which, you know, thankfully we don't get in trouble for that shit. And you're able to. Um, but there's a lot of whack shit. So a lot of these events that happen out here, I mean, we incorporate cannabis into it as best as possible. And there's always weed sponsors and shit like that. But it's always like there's that risk of being shut down. Respect My Region has had many events in the past get shut down because of um, consumption. We actually set off a fire alarm in a building um, at one of our events. And that is the night real quickly. <laughs> Shout out legit for taking 12 grand dabs. <laughs> uh, that night was wild. That memory actually just came up in my, uh, on my Facebook was, memories. Was it 12 grams like in one day, a giant banger or was yeah, it Yeah, they brought out a gigantic fucking banger and put it on, they had an email going, right? I can't remember if that one was email or if they had to torch that one. Um, but yeah, they brought out uh, a big ass banger and then put a fat ass dab on it and it set off the fucking alarm, um, in, in this building. We were on the 39th floor of this building in downtown Seattle. Right. And it's like hella stormy that night and shit. And so we all had to be inside and this is where everything went wrong is cause we all had to be inside. And so they have this big ass banger on this fucking dab. I don't know who was taking the dab or who, or a bunch of people were, I don't know what was happening. All I know is all of a sudden the fucking fire alarms going off. 
<laughs> and then that shut down everything in the building. So elevators were shut off and fucking uh, the, it was a, a, a secured building that was not secure anymore. And so, um, yeah, that was uh, quite the event. But all of our guests had to go down 39 flights of stairs to end the night after we had been swimming out all night. Oh, it was crazy. I miss Respect My Region events so much. Um, and I cannot wait for the next one. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. But yeah, there needs to be a lot of changes to laws out here in Washington because it's whack as fuck. You know, we need lounges, we need places where we can consume, and we also need updates to the laws as well. Our edible laws are whack. You can't go over 10 milligrams in a single serving, and you can't go over uh, 100 milligrams in a pack. And you buy it based off of the weight of the edible. So you can only buy four bags of gummies. So you can only buy like 400 milligrams of gummies, but you can buy like fucking 20,000 tins of Moxie mints because they weigh next to nothing. Um, and buy like 20,000 milligrams of fucking THC that like, it's crazy, um, and stupid. So they need to change those laws. Uh, absolutely. So, that's, um, that's, wild, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like super whack shit. Also infused pre-rolls are considered concentrate. So you can buy an ounce of flour, as your recreational limit, right? But then you can buy like seven fucking infused pre-rolls on top of that because it's considered concentrate and not flour. So even though you're buying, you know, seven additional grams almost of flour because it has oil mixed into it or bubble hash, which is really just super fucking refined keef, which is on the plant itself, so none of it fucking makes sense to me. Um, yeah, it's stupid as fuck, but, you know, um, we work with what we got. I just tell people, you know, I know how much weed you bought today, but the bud tender at the store down the street doesn't know how much weed you bought today. Just throw it in That's your funny. trunk and go buy some somewhere else. I would never recommend that. It's highly illegal. Don't do that. You can only carry so much on you at, at one time. You also shouldn't fly with weed, even though it's super easy to do. You also shouldn't consume it in public because that's illegal, even though it's super easy to do. I'm so tired of these stupid fucking laws. Like, <laughs> it's dumb. Like ours. Like, there's like a lot of everything. And it's stupid. Like, uh, um, ours is the same. You can't smoke in your apartment building. You have to anywhere it has to be on a property that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, house you don't own that house, so you legally can't smoke outside, but you can't smoke outside. So, what do you that's why I brought up Tetra, they're not even consumption lounge because you can't purchase weed there, but you go up and, and consume there, post events there. And then at Jed's, you can there and purchase, but there's a limit with that. You can only buy, I think, grams of flour. Um, half gram if you're getting like wax, shatter, resin. resin. Um, you can only buy a half gram? 
gram. It's like $30. $30. A half gram for $30? And that's it? That's your limit? Well, no. I mean, Don't... in that, in that purchase and purchase another half gram. But at, at a time, they can only serve you. They could legally serve you that half gram. It's like a safety thing. So, and then, okay. Um, with the, since like, you can leave like whenever. I want you to just have, <laughs> yeah, you could smash this eighth and this in the of fucking <laughs> of shatter and then door and drive down the street. So, somewhat controlled. But I don't know, the limits are kind of, depending on how you consume sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know about that half gram of oil limit or something, but <laughs> I'm like to me, like a dab is like a quarter gram of oil half the time to me. So you know, I don't know, but um, and I don't, don't know. You can't bring to the consumption, bring your stuff like with you and smoke it there. Smoke their product. Yeah, see, that's whack. That's whack as yeah. fuck. Let me roll up and let me come already prepared with what I want to fucking smoke, okay? That's the kind of lounge that I need. <laughs> I just want a room to go kick it in to where I can smoke my weed in public with the homies and not have to trip about it. You know what I mean? Like, just give me that. And maybe if I can buy some shit too, that would be cool. But, like, I get it. Like, I can't bring my own liquor to the bar. So and that's that's kind of what I was saying. You can't show up to the bar, bar and be like, "Well, I I got my own handle. Let me in." <laughs> Let yeah, me in, yeah. <laughs> One day, <laughs> but as at least like if they would like make it so that it's cool, like you know, you can have like a private event where you can have a liquor license, but you can't really like consume and promote the consumption of cannabis at your event you know what i mean like you can talk yeah. about having cannabis sponsors but you can't be like i mean you you can say that you're going to be like smoking and shit like that but i don't know there's certain there's certain advertising laws and certain things that you can't really go about saying right now and and it's all like it's all fucked up it's all fucked up change the laws damn it Change the laws. <laughs> well, that brings us uh, to wrapping up this hour of Blunt Talk. Um, we have had quite an eventful episode here. Uh, <laughs> and I'm yeah. all about that. It was a wonderful little wake and bake session for me. This bacon's buds got me toasted in all the right ways. Um, I definitely just feel kind of like happy uh, and giggly off of this. Um, And honestly, I've had Beyonce's lyrics in in the back of my head um, because it's the bootylicious brain. Uh, since I bought or since I got this, um, it's been in my head. So you know, um, I constantly have song lyrics in the back of my head. Um, always playing. Anytime anybody brings something up, I don't know, just song lyrics are like my first like thing that comes to my head. Yeah, just always, always back here. Um, I communicate better through song lyrics than through um words some days. So 
Um, I really appreciate all the artists in the world, all the lyricists out there, all the rappers like yourself um, uh, who create music for me to be able to express myself through because I do not make music myself personally. Um, but I consume the shit out of it and utilize people's music to speak for myself when I have no words, which is weird to think that I have no words sometimes in life because I talk a lot and I write a lot <laughs> and I always have words. It seems like so when I don't, um, I just use lyrics to speak for me. So I appreciate you very much. Um, in the last few minutes here um do you have anything else that you want to leave the people with um if not uh just leave them with uh where they can go follow you um twitter at hayos um instagram at myels m-y-e-l-l west coast um, um if you're watching this i got a show october 28th the link is in my Follow me on the, uh, all the socials. We're going to be in home, Kent, Washington. It's going to be a crazy, crazy up. Um, yeah, stream my shit. <laughs> 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 like my reach. Um, yeah. All, all the good smoke weed. Yeah. Tap in. <laughs> Tap in with us. Um, tap in with Mayel. Uh, if you're in Colorado or Denver area, holler uh, and go check out that show as well. If I was over there, I'd definitely be out there. Um, but I'm in Seattle still. So one day. If you've ever been to me in Denver, here's your excuse to go $20. Um, get them shipped. It's early. Mine is now. Sooner than later. So it's Halloween weekend that week. So, yes, yeah. be a good one. Yeah, Are you gonna dress up in a costume? I don't know. I was thinking about it. Maybe, maybe if I could fire my daughter and yeah, her pick my costumes, her or I have my girl pick my because I suck at that. <laughs> have your daughter do it, that would be adorable. I feel like kids always pick the best costumes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, well, I I truly, truly appreciate you linking up with me and chatting with me today. Um, and I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening and watching Blunt Talk. Um, as always, I will be back next week on Saturday sometime in the afternoon. Um, and I don't remember who my guest is. Um, I should really start remembering that so I can promote it um, the week before. <laughs> but nonetheless, it'll be a great episode. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in um, and check out the rest of the episodes um, throughout the week while you wait for next episode. So um, I will check y'all later and peace out with